Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Let me tell you about our friends at Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Everything from Viore is made for peak performance in a workout environment, but it's styled for everyday life. Cool gear that allows you to look good and feel good, whether you're sweating, pounding away at the keyboard, or just bouncing around town. If you're not already on it, it's time to board the Viore train right now. Plenty of room, friends. All kinds of gear to keep you warm in the winter. And of course, the staples that I love, the core shorts with the built-in liner, the Sunday joggers have about five pairs and the performance tees that are perfect for everything. It's all at vioriclothing.com. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com. Put a slash helipod there and you get 20% off your first order today. And with that, it is time for week 18 of the NFL season. Never said that before. The helipod with MJD starts now. All right, dude. Welcome to week 18. Hey, man. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. It is kind of weird to say week 18 of an is NFL it? regular season, isn't it? Is it weird? Yeah. I, I bet it was weird from going from 14 to 17. It happens. No, you're right. It's just and, a new day and age, you know? And, and you know we're going to go from 18 to 19 eventually here pretty soon, too. No question. Money talks, baby. Uh, unless you're Antonio Brown. And Antonio Brown's case... Uh, you're just going to piss away nearly a million dollars in incentives and wander off the field. And just a few moments ago, we're taping this on Thursday morning, Pacific time, Antonio Brown officially released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were trying to figure out what to do with him. And after he goes on his Instagram rampage and rails at Bruce Arians and Tom Brady and Tom Brady's personal trainer, Alex Guerrero, gone. Just like that. Free agent can sign with anybody thoughts mjd well i don't think he's gonna sign with anyone i mean he has to get foot surgery or ankle surgery right he's hurt um but this is the thing you know that that's who antonio brown's been and um am i shocked by it no um does he have a case to argue does he has a right to argue his his side of it yeah he does right and if he wants to use all this to the public knowledge which i wouldn't do i would never put my business out there publicly um, but the Bucks do have some questions that need to be answered, and they're going to have to answer those questions um, in litigation with the NFL and the NFLPA. And so, uh, th- you know, that's going to be a long story over there. But I think if you're just talking about Antonio Brown, this is just, you know, it shows how talented he is, to be honest with you, because I won't be surprised if another team signs him if he's back healthy. I mean, he's a playmaker. He's a tremendous playmaker. You saw him take over games. And, and, and let's just say this. if He's been playing at like 70% or 80% over the last couple of weeks um, because of that ankle, which had him out a lot, obviously, throughout this season. Um, and he's still walking away from guys. He's still running away from guys. It's going to be an issue if he gets a, with, with another team. And I'm, I'm sure there will be other teams that are going to look at him and the whole NFL is going to be upset about it. But you know what the, you know what the bottom line of the NFL is? Winning ball games. That's right. And if you can help us win, we'll put up with everything as long as you help us win. Well, so here's the deal, though. I'm just wondering if you are in a locker room and obviously in your time with the Jacksonville Jaguars, when you led the NFL in rushing and made three Pro Bowls, you were a very respected member of that locker room. And after a guy who 
has been given the number of chances that Antonio Brown has and has quit on now three consecutive teams. Well, he didn't quit uh, on he the didn't Patriots. Quit in New England. He, he didn't, didn't quit, quit in New England. He just got in trouble. And, and, and this yeah. is a guy who has rape accusations, robbed a delivery man, has tossed furniture off a six-story balcony that almost killed a kid. He quit on the Steelers, the Raiders, the Bucks. He's ripped everybody and, and their, every relative they have on Instagram. Uh, he's a terrible, terrible human being. And the gamble has paid off for the Bucs, right? He helped them win a Super Bowl last year. He was the most targeted receiver in the last five games when they had injury issues. They won a Super Bowl. So the gambles, they paid off, right? Didn't get him two, but it got him one. You would welcome Antonio Brown into the Jacksonville locker room when you were there back in your heyday? Dan, if he could help us win, that's all that matters. And I think that is the problem with people in society. We want, you want, listen, first and foremost, this isn't a, this isn't no gray area thing. The NFL is black and white. That joker can take slants to the house. He can outrun people. He can do a lot of big things. You just have to, you just have to hope. Right. And this is the other thing. And let me say this. I, I want to say this too. The Bucks didn't have to bring him back. Let's remember that there was no thing that they had to bring him back. You know why they brought him back then? They want to win. Exactly. Yeah. They knew what it was. It was no, there is no, they knew what it was. So I'm not upset. I'm not, if you want to win and he helps you win, guess what? You go and get him. That's why. That's Until what you, you reach do. the breaking point. And they obviously reached the breaking point, right? Yeah. Every team has one. So, right? so he's not the only player that had, that's dealt with been stuff like this. There's a lot of teams that have that. Well, so let me ask you this, right? Like I said, the gamble paid off for one season. Listen, you bring him on, you win a Super Bowl. That is a, a chance that was taken, and it obviously paid dividends. Oh, and let me say this. Go ahead. They won a Super Bowl. Who got paid? Everybody. Sure. Yeah. Right? You won a Super Bowl. The the the, the Bucks organization's probably price went up. You got another ring. Tom Brady got money. Bruce Arians got a new deal. The GM got a new deal. Mike Evans had some money to him. Godwin got some money thrown to him. How many? They signed and paid everyone. Shaq Barrett got paid. Everybody got paid. You know why? They, they paid a why? lot of guys. Godwin was on a, a franchise tag. But, but I he got your... paid, though. He got paid, right? That was more for than you. what he was making. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. You're right. And that's a great point. That's a great point, especially, too, uh, about the front office and the organization in terms of the valuation. Everything goes up. So, Right. It was a it was certainly a gamble were taken and you you hit blackjack, right? In that in that one season. And then you busted. And no, I, don't, now, I wouldn't say you busted. Why why would they bust? Well, because you could have just cut ties with them last and been done with them. This season you busted. No, they didn't. Why how, how did they bust, Dan? They're in the playoffs. You know, a bust means that you go from uh hero to zero. They okay, still fair. made the playoffs. And not only this, let's remember they were gonna cut Antonio Brown, but why'd they bring him back? Because Godwin got hurt and, and right. Fournette got hurt. And guess what? And Tony and uh, Bruce Aaron said it best. And this is why I, I, this is what people have to realize. This is on Bruce Arians and the Bucks. It's ain't on, it's ain't on Antonio Brown. They decided to bring him back because guess what he said? Antonio, this is a Bucks. This is a Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's best for them? He helps us win. That's what he said, right? Sure. So let's not dive into anything else. You knew what was going on. You knew there was an issue and you still brought him back because why? He helps you win. That's all that matters. And that's why everyone, I mean, I think Mina Khan said it on ESPN. We can be all up in arms about it. We can, you know, stomp our feet and yell from the rooftop and the mountaintops or whatever. But guess what he does? If you're close, he gives you that little bit to help you over the top. Get you one. Fair. Get you back fair, in there. Fair. It's not, it's not a bust then this season. I, I stand corrected. You are correct on that. But let me ask you this. Now, without Antonio Brown and without Chris Godwin, Cyril Grayson, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, uh, are those guys enough? Uh, do you put a fork in the bucks now, or, or can they get back to the big dance? Well, this is the thing. You, you, they have Tom Brady. You have Gronk. You have Mike Evans, right? I think you have Leonard Fournette, who will be coming back hopefully this week or next week, who's coming off of IR. Um, so you have enough. But – is it enough to to make a run like you did last year? Probably not. Um, you you but you do have the pieces. I mean, really, to be honest, you could win with Gronk and 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 Tom Brady if you want to. Like that's the truth. 
Mike Evans is there too. He's another six, six receiver. You got enough offensively to win with, but those dudes got to play tremendous. They got to play lights out where if you had Godwin and Antonio Brown, there's not a lot on their plate. They can just go out there and play. They don't have to press, right? You don't have to be the guy I have to throw back shoulder fade to consistently, or I have to lean on you here or there. That's what made this whole thing work is that they had enough playmakers out there that you can run with Fournette a couple times and give Tom Brady a break. There ain't no Fournette right now. There ain't no break for Tom Brady. If you saw the Jets game, right? Um, right. And so with no Antonio Brown, guess what? You see the double covers on Mike Evans, and now Gronk has to show up, and now Cameron Brate and O.J. Howard. All these guys got to start making plays that never really had to make plays. And so I, that's the mo- most concerning part is, can you count on those guys to make the big-time play when it matters? Like you could count on Godwin and Antonio Brown, right? So that's where their issue lies. Now, I, can I say that they're done? Ooh, that's tough. It's always tough to say done when you're talking about Tom Brady, but I think their chances uh, of repeating her have uh, dropped considerably. Can you roll out Cameron Brait, Gronkowski, an OJ Howard, a Mike Evans, and just roll out like three tight ends and, and, and Mike Evans, who's built like a tight end and just create matchup problems for a defense and get Leonard Fournette back in the playoffs and survive that way? Uh, I think you can. I, the only th- the only concern is, and this is what they'll still be able to do because you have Scotty Miller who's fast. Uh, you need that deep threat, right? You need that guy that could take the top off, and that's what Antonio Brown did. He was the one that threatened everyone vertically, right? So that means Scotty Miller is going to have to come in and play some type of uh, vertical threat, or uh, Tyler Johnson's going to have to come in and, and be the guy that they drafted him to be, right? Uh, Cyril Grayson, the, the, the track guy, he's going to have to be that vertical threat guy as well. So that you gonna have to, they're going to have to like, they don't have a lot of work to do, but I, like I said before, I would have been like, you know, 75% chance they, they, they made it back to the play, the, tur- the Super Bowl. I almost mm-hmm. said the Turkey bowl. I'm still in youth football mode. <laughs> um, but now it's like at a 10% chance. Yeah. And that's the problem. I, I'd say it's about 10, 20%. I mean, you're going to have to have Grayson, one of those three guys, Johnson, Grayson, or Scotty Miller. And Scotty's been battling injuries for a bunch of this year. You know, he's only had four catches. So out of all those guys, Tyler Johnson is the only one that's played in all 16 games and, and has 31 catches this year. So at times he's uh, he's been reliable. But I'm curious to see which one of those – will be elevated in Tom Brady's mind because that's what matters, right? The one he trusts the most in crunch time. And, and tell me this, how many catches does Godwin and Antonio Brown have? It has to be over 150. Yeah, Godwin has uh, 98. And AB, AB's only played in seven games, remember, has 42. That's so a lot. You're, Listen, you're pretty close. You're 100, like 100, that's a, yeah. that's a lot of uh passes being thrown to them dudes that you have to try to overcome with like that's 140 catches uh mjd and you're looking at uh a, 190 targets between the two of those guys so, and he ab only played seven weeks he played seven games yeah that, like that's that is insane you know what yeah. i'm saying well you remember it, what happened last year i mean he 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 stepped up when they needed him most which is yeah. which is obviously why they they brought him back i think the nfc I don't, it's a two horse race in my mind. Um, I, I know it? you can never count the bucks out, but you know, in my mind, it, I, the, the pa- it's the one and two seats. I know that's chalk and I know that's boring, but it's the Packers and it's your Rams. I mean, like I said, I, I'm always nervous about the Niners. They play, they obviously they beat the Rams and they, for some reason, they, they give the, the Packers a tough, tough, tough fight every year. They do. Right. They, they, they scare me. And then the Cowboys, you just don't know who's going to show up. You know, I know they haven't played well down the stretch, but if they ever can get that thing corrected, oh my God, that the Cowboys you're talking too. about, yeah, the Cowboys. I mean, I just can't figure out who they are. You know, from, from I don't one- think they can figure out who they are. And to be honest, it's funny because, and I'm going to say this, I just think sometimes, like, and then, and then there's always the the personal aspect to it, right? If if I if I can do this or I can do that, I may be a head coach. That's always an issue when it comes to OCs. Always and DCs. Are you referring to Kellen Moore specifically? Oh yeah, I am. I think I think he's gotten away from what what worked for them. When they were rolling, when they beat the Chargers, they had a two headed monster running the ball. And I know Amari Cooper's crying, saying he wants more catches and he could be Cooper Cup if he had the opportunity to targets. I get I get all that, but that's not who we are. 
right? We we need to be able to run the ball. We need to use this two-headed monster, play action pass, and get the ball to other guys down the field. And then, yeah, you're going to get your touches, and I'm going to make sure I design you some touches. But at the same time, I got to score points and win games. There was no reason. There's no reason for them to look like that against the Arizona Cardinals. I totally agree. And So would that be the one team in the NFC, if you're not talking the top two seeds, the Packers and the Rams, that faith is the wrong word to use. I don't want to say have the most faith in. Oh, but I told it, you. I told you the team. I told you the team is if they are in. I, I'm terrified of them. Scared. It, it 49ers. The 49ers. Okay. Because they're I, good with that. And their quarterbacks have been horrendous. And they're still like beating teams and doing some great things. Imagine if they had a quarterback that can like play quarterback. So you, you're you still riding with them as kind of your sleeper going into if they get in. Yeah. The playoffs. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, let's, let's get your take on Derrick Henry real quick. Uh, he's back at practice this week. Never before in my mind has a bye week been more important to a team than a potential buy in the first round is to the Titans. If they can hold on to that number one seed, because there's no chance in my mind, if I put him out there in week 18, just to kind of get a taste, I let him rest for two more weeks. That's what 16 more days of rest he could possibly get if they get that by my question to you, MJD is how effective can Derrick Henry be after missing the last couple of months? Well, that's why you want to, that's why you want to get him some reps, Dan. This, oh, you would. Game. So you would oh, throw I'm him out there this week. For sure. Yeah. It wasn't the injury he had. Wasn't a, like a, a broken leg or it was a wear and tear injury. I know they don't want to talk about it, but that's what it was. And it has nothing to do with them running him in during the regular season. Man, he's been ran since high school. He's been ran. He was 2,000 yarder in high school, 2,000 yarder in college, 2,000 yard in the league. Like he, he just has wear and tear on his body. But I need you to get hit. I need you to play in this game. I need to see you kind of knock some of the rust. I'd rather you knock some of the rust off in this week 18 game than do it in the division round of the playoffs, if that makes sense. Right. I get an, I get two weeks after this. So we're going to run you. I may give him five to 10 carries. But I, I just want to get you going. That's it. Just get you in there, get you going, get your footwork right, you know, fill the line of scrimmage. I remember holding out, Dan, no lie. I remember holding out, playing against the Minnesota Vikings week one. I remember the first two or three carries. I mean, everything was moving like this. Right? And I was like, oh, oh, you know? And then as I kept playing, the game started to slow down. Right. So for Derrick Henry, guess what? As he as he gets more carries, the game will start to slow down. Just give him five to ten, knock some rust off, and then we're ready to roll. Because if you think about it, and, I, and, I, and our guy Willie McGinnis said it best, he felt like Mike Vrabel should be coach of the year. And I, I, I truly believe in that. Because as we're looking at these stats you put up there, he used 88 different players this season. Crazy. And you're the one seed in the AFC. And the one seed in the AFC with Bill Belichick, with Andy Reid, with – Jonathan Taylor, they able what he's been able to do for the Colts, right? All these teams, you found a way to still be the one seed. That's insane, right? The Cincinnati Bengals away, the they're playing, right? Like, so definitely coach of the year for him. But also, I think, I think more than anything, you want to rest Derrick Henry. You, you're going to rest him for the next two weeks. I just want to get the rust, the rust knocked off him so that we'll be prepared for whoever we got to play come you know the divisional round i get it i get exactly what you're saying but it you talk about it being a wear and tear injury i would just think you've had eight nine weeks whatever it's been for him to to rehab to get healthy you're adding two more weeks onto that before you really test it right that's i mean you're talking 10 15 20 percent more time than you've already had but yeah but he's been you gotta think he's been he's been healed it's been fixed if it is healed, right? So I guess yeah. that's the question. I guess there's no all wear and the, tear the, anymore. This is all on the doctors, or the training yeah. staff. He like, puts some either... new tires. He puts some new tires on the whip, bro. We're good. Isn't that bald no more? So we're in your run mind, this thing. In your mind, as a player, you're either ready to go or you're not. But you're. I know the injury. I know the injury. He's, I know the injury he's had. Right? Like I, I had not a, a sim. I had a different foot injury, but they put screws in your foot, and that's what holds your foot together. You know what I'm saying? That hole keeps those bones intact. Right. Right. As long as as long as he can run and he feels comfortable and you're confident and he's confident that his foot is healed, run him. That's what you need. 
You, yeah. you don't want, this is what you don't want, Dan. You don't want him to knock the rust off against the Cincinnati Bengals. That's what you don't want in the divisional round because them dudes is they're rolling right now. So we need him as close to and as best of full speed as possible. I hear everything you're saying, but man, I would be so concerned with him going out there week 18 and re-injuring that foot before we even get a taste of the playoffs. You can't, you can't think like that. I mean, he could get hurt. He could get hurt in practice. He practices. Somebody can step on it. Don't like, why practice him then? If that's the case, put him in bubble wrap and let's just, this hope it works out. Like, no, you can't do that. He hasn't even, I don't even think he started cutting until yesterday or the day before. No, that's a lie. That's part of your rehab process is cutting. Dr. MJD. Well, I, I think it's fascinating, man. Like, so you would play him week 18. But I, would, I wouldn't I would play him. I would get him some carries and some touches, and then I'd sit him down. Oh, I hear you. I'm, you're just saying like a series. Throw him out there no, for a I series. I wouldn't even give him two series. He get, I just want to get him five to ten carries. Okay. All right. I hear you. Um, there's, there's so many other going into uh, – the playoffs. There's so many things we can hit on. I, I was, I had Jalen hurts here. I was going like to if, if you're sold on Jalen hurts, you know, dude, what Philly has done. They're six and one after a three and six record to start the season. They're six to one. They clinched a wild card berth. Now they played some crappy teams, but I, I think this is a pretty good, this is a pretty good rebound for Nick Sirianni and this coaching crew. And I will tell you this. He's he's a cool customer, man. Jalen Hurts has gotten better as a passer. Uh, you, we went into this season saying the Eagles were not sold on Jalen Hurts at quarterback. They still not may not be a hundred percent sold, but this dude can play football. I mean, he's a football player. Dan, this this is the problem. This is you like everybody wants um, Patrick Mahomes. Everybody wants Aaron Rodgers. Like, no, be, get whoever your guy is. Build around him. And the Eagles have done just that, right? So think about this. They, they're, them rushing the football, them rushing the football, to me, is what this offense is built around. They run the football. You have a quarterback that can run. You have a dual-threat guy who, to be honest, is probably the scariest thing in the National Football League, a quarterback that can run. He's not as dynamic of a runner as Lamar Jackson, but he's a better thrower of the football than Lamar Jackson, right? He's, he, he can improvise. He can make plays. He can throw from the pocket. He can pull the ball. He can take off. He can outrun you. He can run through you. He can do different things. That you think he's up. a better thrower of the football right now than Lamar MJD? I do. I think so. some of the throws that you've seen him make on the run when he rolls out, I mean, against your football team, he rolled out to the right, threw a strike to Greg Ward, really got them back in the game, and that was it on third and 14, right? Right. So, he yeah, there, he's, a, he's still young in the a mindset of this is only, what, 20 – 22 games he's played in the National Football League, but he has you in the playoffs all of a sudden, right? And as we know, anyone anyone that gets in the dance, man, you don't know what can happen. And he gives you an element that a lot of teams don't have. Think In the NFC, who has a running quarterback that um, – let's, let's look, look. So who do we have? You have the Saints who can get in that have Taysom Hill, but he's limited. Well, you have the Cardinals with Kyler when he chooses to run. Right. There you go. That's um, about it. You have You have – Dak, who actually hasn't been very effective. He's not a, he's not, they're not running Dak. Dak is a pocket passer. Yeah, no, I, I agree, but he can when needed. Yeah, when Uh, needed. And that's, you're right. That's it. So if you, so like you said, you just said Kyler when he chooses to. Right. Jalen runs. He takes off. You're right. hundred percent. So, so to me, that's a different element for a defense to be able to hold. And then defensively, they've done a really good job. They've been a solid defense. They haven't been like lights out and saxers, but they've been a solid defense. And that's all you really need. Well, it, to your point, the best thing they have done defensively is limit big plays by opposing offenses. As a matter of fact, there's not a team in the National Football League that's been better against big plays than the Eagles. And in terms of overall defense, MJD, they're a top 10 scoring defense and a top 10 total defense. The only thing they haven't done well this year to your point, you hit the nail on the head, is get to the quarterback. And guess what? If you're running the football and you have a solid defense that makes uh, offense be methodical down the field, that's tough to beat. Well, and they and they have the number one rushing offense in football. So 
I, I think they, yeah, they could be, uh, they could be an interesting matchup and a matchup nightmare going into the playoffs. I do want to say, uh, before we get into a couple other things, congratulations to your Jacksonville Jaguars. Again. Thank you. Congratulations Thank you. on the number one pick. Thank you for the second year in a row. Who cares? What? Like, can I ask you a question? It's, it's funny you say this because I actually um, had a conversation with some people in the organization and everyone's all upset about it. I'm like, why? Why are you upset? How do you how do you get better as a team, Dan? Do you get better as a team taking the, the second overall player? Do you get better? Do you get better as a team taking the 10th overall player? How do you get better as a team by acquiring the top talent as many times as you can and building a team? That's how you get better. The San Francisco 49ers, they did it for what five or six years in a row when Kyle Shanahan was there. They 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 were top five, top 10 every year. Listen, embrace it. It happens, right? But this is what I would tell you to do with that top pick. You, you want me to know? You want me to tell you what I would do? Yeah. If just, I was if they well, said, you know what, we're gonna fire Trent Balky and Maurice, guess what? You're gonna be the GM. What would you do? I said, okay, I got you. First and foremost. You know, we got to figure out where all our money is allocated, how we want to address this. But my job is to build around our young, our young quarterback. Right. So one, I just I just was on Twitter, just scrolling before the show. I saw Calvin Ridley may come up. Um, he may come up with the Falcons. They may like part ways. Oh, well, guess what? In free agency. Come on, Calvin Ridley. Let me help you out. Let me get you. Uh, to come help us down here, help this young wide receiver while we, you know, whatever coach we hire is going to be a coach that can help my quarterback out as well. Right. An offensive led coach. Okay. You that like can Calvin do some Ridley things. to help Trevor Lawrence. Okay. okay there we good. go. Then we're going to, now we have the number one overall pick and I'm looking at the draft. I see a bunch of defensive guys there and I get it. It's like, ah, you know what? We're going to try to trade this pick to whoever needs it. Right. We're going to move back, but I'm going to go draft. This is what I'm about to tell you. Two wide receivers and a tight end in the top three the top three rounds. We are going to build around this young man. I may go get a running back, too, in the fourth round because, you know what, we want to make sure James Robinson's Achilles is right, so we want to get us a guy, too, to come and help. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to build around him and not build around him by protecting him with the offensive line, by giving him guys he can throw to, right? You still got to have guys that can take those slants to the house, guys that can get open, guys that can create space for my quarterback to make throws. Calvin really is one of the, when you look at space of a, a wide receiver when running routes, he's one of the top in the league, but with creating space. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I need to look at those things and be like, hey, I need to go get those guys. And yes, I know Calvin really had the, some mental health things. That's going to be part of my process too. I'm going to go get me a guy to for these guys to talk to while they're in the building, you know, like I, I want to make sure our guys are there because it's all about our quarterback. We had the number one pick. We got a quarterback. Awesome. Now let's start building around him defensively. We'll make some adjustments, but we have some pieces there that I like maybe in the draft. We draft some, maybe we did some free agency, some B level guys, free agent wise, but I need to make sure that my quarterback takes a huge jump in year two. That's going to be my whole focus. I need the biggest jump from year one to year two in my quarterback that the NFL has ever seen. I want him to throw 30 touchdowns. I want him to, I want him to, we, I want to kind of win games 31 to 30 if we have to, right? That's what I want for him. And then I can work on everything else in year three. You know what I didn't hear you say, which surprises me coming from a running back. You didn't mention the offensive line. Well, the offensive line, I think they're solid. Like he doesn't, like at this point, Everyone, this is what this is what I'm, I'm taking this from the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Their offensive line is meh, but they do a solid, they do a good enough job to protect him, and he gets the ball out on time. And guess what? He has two, three, three top receivers that have all been drafted in the top two or three rounds, and a running back that was drafted in the top round, like. They have nothing but talent around him, and it, it helps allow allowed him to grow. Yeah, it's pretty amazing what they put into what they put together in Cincinnati. It, it's actually the first team in NFL history. I'm sure you know this nugget with a 1,000 yard rusher, a 4,000 yard passer, and 2,000 yard receivers under the age of 25. So you're Damn. talking about building blocks. Those guys are going to be there at least the next five years. Together, Damn. Right? Think about this. Cincinnati is going to be good for the next, you're going to have to deal with them for the next 10 to 15 years. If they could keep all these guys there, right? 
Like that's gonna be the part. You gotta keep them and you gotta you gotta draft, you gotta draft well and replace some guys, but man, like yes. at this point, you need to, to help your quarterback develop. You need guys that can get open and catch the ball and get make things happen. Like I always tell people, you need guys that can take slants to the house. That's how, that's what helps your quarterback more than anything. Yeah, I, I think to your point about the wide receivers too, like this is not a um this is not a deep quarterback draft as we've talked about a couple of times here. But this is a very deep receiver draft. Oh, and I want the top two guys if I can. If I can get, if I have two picks, I think the Jags have two picks in the first round this year. Receiver, receiver. Yeah, I mean you got you got the you got Williams at Alabama. You got the Penn State kid. A couple of kids at Ohio State. Um, there's a receiver, lot. receiver. Let's yeah. go to work. Okay. All right. Interesting. Because uh, guess what? When Trevor Lawrence was playing well, he had Justin Ross who was at Clemson that was a baller. I don't even know if he's coming out. If he is, we may go get him too. I want to put as many guys around this dude as possible for him to be successful. And, and that, to be honest, that is the Peyton Manning. That was the Colts, what they did with Peyton Manning. Look at the Colts roster with Peyton Manning. He had first-round picks all around him all the time. First-round running back, first-round wide receivers, first-round slot, first-round tight end, all talented guys around him to help him be better. At all the skill position. It's a great point. You know, he first has Marshall and then he has Edge. He has Marvin and then he gets Reggie. Um, Dallas Clark. Yeah, you're right. No, he he had a Stokely, lot of then they players. drafted a kid, Anthony Gonzalez at Ohio State in the first round. I mean, they put talent around him all over the place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So your Jags obviously going to be looking for a new head coach, Bruce Feldman, who uh, lives just down the road from me here in uh, in Manhattan Beach. I need to go. Local. I need to go knock on his door. I don't like what he's been saying, man. You don't. You don't like the uh, the stuff about Jim Harbaugh. Oh no, no, I like Jim Harbaugh. I thought you were talking about the Billy O. Oh, I I I have uh, I've just been reading the Harbaugh stuff. What did he say about Billy O being? No, a head I don't coach think I don't Jags? think it was him. I don't think it was him. Some people are saying Billy O comes. No, that ain't going. Well. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, I don't know if that was him or that. not. But what look, we can get into that. But let's start with Harbaugh, right? Like he kind of he kind of did finally what he was brought to Michigan to do. I mean, he didn't win the whole thing, but he got the he made the playoff. He beat Ohio State. So you can you can leave Ann Arbor now and not be a total failure after you return to your alma mater. Bruce Feldman reporting that he would listen or be interested potentially to moving to the NFL. And the two teams that pop out are the Raiders because he, he worked for the organization previously and the bears because he played for the organization as a quarterback. Where's Harbaugh a better fit? First of all, this is all a ploy to get more money. Okay. That's all this is. If you're Jim Harbaugh, you better not leave college and come to the pros. It is this is this a different game. We've and I know you've coached in the pros. I know you had success with the Niners, but that roster was already built by the time he got there. You had playmakers all over the place by the time you got there. That defense was already intact by the time you got there. Okay, stay. You better stay. You better stay your butt in Michigan and keep recruiting them kids and keep playing. Right. Let's let's remember this other thing we have to remember. College is a different animal because of one thing. You can have a senior led team and beat everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because you have guys that have been there four years, five years. They're older. They're seasoned. They're more mature. They may not be as talented, but they can play. They play cohesive. They play together. You know what I mean? Sure. That makes sense. Where like and that's kind of what happened with Michigan this year. They were a senior led team. They were led by a bunch of seniors. You get to the pros, there ain't no seniors in the pros. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There ain't no, you don't get to have a senior-led team in the pros. You know what I mean? And I know he has success with the Niners, but you're talking about going to a place where you're like, let's say if you go to the Raiders, you're going to have to build a little bit. This this team ain't completely built yet. Let's well, say there's you go no to team, there's MJD. There's no team that's hiring a head coach that's completely built. You're going to have to build anywhere you go. And by yeah. the way, 
Not really. Sure. I mean, when he went to the Niners, they were built. Remember? Who did he replace Tom Sula? No, that was Tom Sula was after him. Oh, he was. After I, I forgot who he replaced, but that team was already built. He, no, you know who he he replaced Mike Singletary. Okay, that, they had that pieces. Te- but that he team also, was built. He he also won with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick at quarterback. And and with that, Alex Smith is a winner. Don't don't do disrespect. Alex Smith is a winner. He went to your football team and had you guys better than you ever been in your life. He Alex Smith is a good, not great NFL quarterback. Colin Kaepernick did some great things and became a decent NFL quarterback. So you so okay. See now you're getting disrespectful. He I had know. your. When has the Washington football team in the last thirty years been where Alex Smith took them? Alex Smith had you guys six and three before his leg fell off. Okay. You guys were one of the top teams in the national football league with him. (laughs) Alex Smith did just enough to make the playoffs. He was fine. He was fine. I'm not disrespecting Alex Smith. I like Alex Smith. Alex Smith's not a great NFL quarterback. He was good. And he was in some good situations in Kansas city. Okay. And in, and in the Niners, he took, he he led them to multiple uh, divisional championships and MC championships when he was there. Why do you always go off the rails with these? With these well, I just don't like you disrespecting Alex Smith. Like, listen, I played with quarterbacks. When you can win with one, you better you better win with one. And he's one you can win with. A- Alex Smith did some nice things after the leg injury. He wasn't the same guy because he couldn't move. Because he no Alex question. Smith was like, in terms of being able to move, he was a really athletic guy. Yeah, and he had one wheel. You know that last year in Washington. So it, it is even more amazing that he did what he did. So I I will give you that. My point is. Harbaugh has not been in ideal situations. Harbaugh built a winner in San Francisco. And he didn't Harbaugh, build it, Dan. You can't say he built that winner. Who, who did he who did he build it with? Who 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 was the player that he drafted that was that was was a dominant player that he built? Oh my God. You're gonna you're gonna I'm just telling you, there wasn't one. There wasn't one player that he was drafted. Patrick Willis there before Harbaugh he got was, there. Har- Patrick Willis was there before Harbaugh got there. Bowman was there before Harbaugh got there. Um, was good for a couple years. Alden Smith, maybe, but you still had the other Smith uh, that was Justin Smith that was there defensively. They brought in Dante Whitner. Like they, they, there wasn't a guy that he drafted that came in there that was like a piece for them. Offensively, you already had, you know what? Excuse me. They might have drafted Crabtree, but I swear I think Crabtree was there with Singletary. All right, like you're gonna Vernon Davis was already there. Vernon Davis was already there. Alex Smith was already there. Frank Gore was already there. Yeah, those are the those are key pieces. But if you're Jim Harbaugh and you're looking at what college football has become, okay, with the NIL. And it's really interesting because college, give me that NIL, you're at Michigan. You get you what what does NIL have to do? You're at the University of Michigan. You can get them the most money you ever wanted. It's one of the biggest alumni bases in the in in, in college, period. That's it. That's not that's a cop out. This is the oh. problem with this is the problem with Harbaugh. I'm gonna tell you, you know what the problem with Harbaugh is? Tell he still me. hasn't been able to develop a quarterback yet. Hasn't been able to build at at Michigan. Okay. So if I'm a coach and I'm looking, if I'm an organization and you're talking about maybe the Raiders because Derek Carr is already there, but if I'm the bears and you got to, and I'm looking at the quarterbacks that you you've recruited and and haven't developed. I'm like, I got this young kid here. Like that can play. I need someone that can develop him. I, I, I think Harbo is a good NFL head coach. I'm looking at his record right now in San Francisco. Don't give me his record. His record means nothing if you if you weren't the one that put those those pieces together. Well, when you look at everywhere Harbaugh's been, no matter where it is, he's won. Everywhere. San Diego, Stanford, San Francisco, Michigan. He hasn't I'll, won on the level that was expected at Michigan. He's finally got him there. So I will tell this Stanford, Stanford, I'll give him that because he built that. He built yeah, that he built when it. everyone was going spread, he went power and they built that. I mean, amazing. But the Niners, he didn't build. And Michigan, like I said, he won with a bunch of seniors. Like, like Ohio State played with a freshman quarterback. Hey, but MJD, to your point, like, what have you built, right? He won with guys that he brought in. He built that. Who? He built it. Harbaugh. Which one? Michigan. Right. All right. So th- I mean, right, that's Dan. your argument. I'm using your argument against you. Right. He, you he built that. He made he the college that. football playoff with guys he that he recruited yep. and he won with. So yep. that that's not the debate. My question is this. You don't want to see him go back. But if he does go back, Vegas or Chicago, what's a better fit? 
it has to be Vegas because you have a veteran quarterback. And you can win and you can win there. You're a couple of pieces away from being able to win, right? Yeah, but but like I'm trying to figure out what pieces tell me the pieces that he's brought in that, that helped him win in the Niners. Who was the guy? Like, that's what you have to look at. When you look at a coach, when you look at a coach, you have to look at everything. You can't look at his record because his record is dictated off the players that he that he had, right? If you didn't right. bring Patrick Willis in, if you didn't bring Carlos Rogers in, if you didn't bring um all those guys in, then then how do we how do I rate you? Let me, who are the guys that you drafted and you developed? You drafted Cap in the second round, right? Right. Is Derek Carr Colin Kaepernick? Uh, no. Okay. So the whole read option that you won that you went to the Super Bowl with, that's out. Can't do that anymore. But to your point, like, who did you, I mean, he saw Kaepernick, he discovered Kaepernick, and he helped develop Kaepernick, right? Yeah, I would say that. Do you not give him credit for that? I do, but but if I'm the if I'm the hey cat stop, if I'm the if I'm the 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 Raiders, I haven't seen you develop. Well, I'll say this. Let me excuse. Let me stop. He developed Alex Smith. He made Alex Smith got better with him. But Alex Smith is an athletic quarterback. You're not running the read option with Derek Carr. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you look at Michigan, what they do at Michigan, they have a quarterback that can throw, but they bring another quarterback in who can use his legs to run. So he has to have a quarterback with a rushing, a running element. Now you may say Andrew Luck, for example, they use some read option with Andrew Luck as well. You have to have that ability to do that in a hardball system. And I, I don't think you have to. I think it's, it's an element that he would like to have. So if he was going to go for one for him, it'd probably be the Bears would probably be the best one. But me personally, I think the Raiders are more ready to win now than what the Bears would be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And just for the record, he drafted Kaepernick. He drafted Alden Smith. Uh, the next year in 12, not great. A.J. Jenkins, LaMichael James were the uh, exactly. first and second round draft pick. Next year, uh, Eric Reed, Tank Carradine. Uh, Eric Reed had a, had a nice career. In safety, uh, yep. 14, um, not great either. Jimmy Ward. Carlos Jimmy Ward's still there playing. Marcus but, Martin. That was fine. It was good. It was good. Jimmy Ward was their lone first round pick, and then and then he was gone. Um, but understood. You don't do that all by yourself as a head coach either. Um, okay, so we've hit on the Harbaugh situation. Uh, early Super Bowl predictions. Ah, uh, you won't put me to it. Uh, you know me. I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, my I, well, first I was the Rams Chiefs, and I still think that can happen. Uh, but as of late, as I see this, um, the Cincinnati Bengals team, I think the Ravens Bengals would be crazy. I think that would be an outstanding Super Bowl. Ravens Bengals. No, Rams Bengals. Rams, oh, Bengals. Rams Rams Bengals. Rams Bengals. Oh my God, that would be insane. That would be amazing, right? Okay, so you're 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 buying uh, you're buying the Bengals tea here. I'm buying the McVeigh tree, is what I'm buying. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's Packers Rams in the NFC. Um, I, I'm, I'm going Packers. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens if Aaron Rodgers can get to the Super Bowl and win it. Does he stay there? I think he has to. Um, and then I'm going to go, I, I think the bills, no way. I think the There's bills no way. can find a way to get it done in the AFC. Did you see Josh Allen throw three picks against the Falcons? I did. He got it out of his system, bro. No, don't give me that. And this is a, okay. By the way, I have to say this because we didn't really talk about it. The N, the NIL stuff in college, yeah. that didn't change anything for the big schools. They only changed stuff for the little schools. That's all. But it changes for the head coach who Why? now during, who now during the recruiting process, MJD, because it's on the up and up has to figure out, which boosters are going to pay which players and how much players are going to pay. Hey, they're, they're guys hey Harbaugh, out. Harbaugh's already dealt with this though. He's been in the national football league. He's already coached players has been played. <laughs> he's been paid. So it should be easy for him. It's one more thing on your plate. And these guys now in college, in my opinion, have more power to maneuver than professionals. And I'm talking about the athletes. No question. Yeah, they can, they can, they can hit the transfer portal. That's always going to be tough. This is the thing. And this is what I'm going to tell you this. Why I believe in the the NIL is my last year at UCLA. I don't know the exact number, but we'll just throw it out there. They made a lot of money off of the team that I was on. Okay. okay? 
they gave me a, I think at that time it was, might've been like a 60,000 a year scholarship, but you're making millions of dollars off of us. We're funding what we made in football was funding everyone else. Why is it not fair that I can get some of that? And, and, and to the coach's point, this is a coach. Your job is to coach period. Your job is don't worry about what's going on. In the other stuff, your job is to coach us and get us better. And it, more than anything, Jim Harbaugh understands that because he coached in the national football league and he went to the super bowl and his brother's a coach now. So he can lean on his brother to do it where some of these other guys who've only been in college and have never coached players that make more than them. Right. Or have never been in that position. Right. It becomes an issue. And as we saw in Jacksonville with urban Meyer, if you can't coach someone, if you really can't coach and connect and relate to a player, you don't need to be in this job anyways. Because eventually you're going to have to pay or, or eventually, especially now with the NIL, these players are going to be making way more than you. I mean, the kid at Alabama is making a million dollars. Well, or you more. Know what I was told was that Bryce Young's going to make after winning the Heisman Trophy close to $6 million. And so what's happening is that all these top quarterback recruits, they're just laying it out there. You're go- And coaches have talked about this. Lane Kiffin has talked about this. You're going to go where you can make the most money, right? And so I think the hard part, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying that there is difficulty now in being a head coach of a program because you have to re-recruit your kids every, every single year. year yeah, right? why, why wouldn't you? And, and if you, sure, no, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But what the difference now is that, if a kid doesn't like his situation, instead of trying to like work through it, he can just leave. Right. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what Eric B once told me when I was a 17 year old, 18 year old freshman at UCLA. Yep. You know what he told me? We were sitting in the meeting room and we had a, we had a kid transfer to Fresno state. Um, and he looked at us, he goes, look, I just want to let you know, such and such transferred. It happens. He goes, but Hey, I'm not afraid of you guys leaving. Cause you know what my job is? It's to out-recruit you every year. My job is to bring more talented guys in this room every year. So you can transfer all you want to. Go wherever the hell you feel like. It doesn't stop me from recruiting the next great to come out of wherever to come here and play for us. And matter of fact, in that same year, you know who they recruited? After I had an all-freshman year? just I'm going to just think of a name. Who they recruited after your uh, freshman uh, year? Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, no, they didn't recruit Marshawn. They might have, but he didn't come to the school. Adrian Peterson. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> like that. So I don't, I don't, again, and I, I, this is coming from a personal experience. It may be trauma, maybe whatever you guys want to call it, but I don't feel sorry for coaches. I don't because that's your job. That's the whole process of college is to recruit. And so now they made a little inkling where players can make some money and now they have a little free that they, they can move and pick up and move. Am I upset with that? No, because you know what? It makes you coach. It makes you develop more. It makes you have to be more responsible for what's going on. MJD, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. All I'm saying about a guy like Harbaugh is the job has changed and now there are additional responsibilities. So when you signed up, so, so you would, so mission, you're telling them it's okay for, it's not okay for the players to transfer and run but it's okay for the coach to do it. No, I'm not saying it's not oh, okay. okay for the players. I'm saying that's the world that we live in. And the coaches, I understand if he says after what, seven years at Michigan, Hey, things have changed so much. This is basically a professional program. I'd rather work with adults, professionals than kids who are trying to be professionals. I understand that. And so that's I'm- okay. That should be okay. So I'm going to tell you this, and this is this is kind of going to be the kicker of why he's dead wrong if he's doing this. The simple we work for what to get compensated, right? Sure. So for every NFL owner, and I, I only can throw this out there for Michigan because I know um, the Miami Dolphins owner is a big Michigan supporter, right? He's he's a Stephen Ross is a big yeah, Michigan supporter. So. And I always tell people this, guys that I I um, that are my buddies that are coaches. You want to coach in college. You want to know why? Because there's 10 or 15 Stephen Rosses at Michigan, maybe 40. Guess who? Guess who? Guess how many are with the Dolphins? One. So the money at Michigan and in coaching, as you've seen, if you saw Mel Tucker signed a huge deal, who was one of my former coaches, like the money that's getting thrown in college right now, James Franklin signed a crazy deal at Penn State. 
right? And hasn't really won much in the last couple of years. I mean, the money in college right now is up because of all those hardships that you're talking about. Why would you leave that? And then go to the NFL and get maybe a third of what you're supposed to make or, you know, or two thirds of what you're supposed to make. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're in this thing, you're, you look, you're at the, you know, first of all, I'm going to say this and I'm going to get off my high horse. You're at the university of Michigan, arguably one of the better institutions in the, in the NCAA, right? One of the best, both academically and athletically. It's a right? top five public university. In the no country. question. Top five, right? There are some challenges that come with that. There are some issues that come with that. But you found a way to have a class this last year of a senior class. Like you found a way for guys not to transfer. Right. Think about that. You've created a niche where guys didn't transfer and go. Now, Alabama, on the other hand, Alabama's winning with a bunch of freshmen and sophomores, maybe some juniors mixed in there a little bit because guys are transferring. But you don't have to worry about that. Not many guys are leaving Northern, um, Michigan. Not many guys are leaving Notre Dame. Not many guys are doing a lot of these things up there. Just because the NIL is hurting other schools and 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 you're seeing the the quarterback at Alabama make all it doesn't mean that yours is because he's not performing that way and he can't expect that. Right. And and that's what you tell him. If you perform like that, you should expect that. If you don't, then you don't. But I'm just telling you, if I was Jim Harbaugh, I wouldn't leave Michigan. You, 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 you have a great job. You could be there forever, pretty much. Well, maybe. I mean, there was questions as to before this season whether he would make it through, right? You know, because he he hadn't beaten Ohio State, but he finally has. I don't know. Some guys are built. You know this, MJD. Some guys are built where after six or seven years with a program, with an organization, with a school, they just feel like it's time, whether the message has gotten stale or they get antsy. Some people are just built like that. It's in our business too, right, in broadcasting. Sometimes people just get antsy. And, 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 and you know what, what I've always learned in our business and in that other business, cause I've been in it for a little bit, you bet when you, you, you get the opportunity to be a head coach of one of these big time organizations, you better stick there and hold on. Because as we know, you can come to the NFL and be one and done. And now all of a sudden you ain't coaching no more. You, you got to start back over at the bottom and work your way back up. Right. And, and I think, huh? and I think for hardball, it's like, you you started you started your head coaching at University of San Diego. You went from there, got Stanford, Stanford to the Niners, right? Niners to Michigan, right? Yeah. Isn't that that what happened? Yeah. You've been able, you've been blessed. Not many people have been able to do that. You know what I mean? Not many people have been able to do that. Mel Tucker, who was with me in Jackson, was an interim head coach in 2011 when I won the rushing title. He then didn't get signed or didn't get hired to be the head coach had to go work at Alabama as a position coach mm-hmm. and then went from there to Georgia as a DC. Then from Georgia to DC, went to Colorado, then to Michigan state. Like he had to go on a, a, a little tougher trend, right? Bill O'Brien, for example, head coach of the Houston Texans, Doug Marone, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Doug Marone's now the O-line coach at Alabama and Bill O'Brien's the OC. At well, that's where coaches go to resurrect their careers. Yeah. That's and, but that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like you have to, you just be happy where you are. Like sometimes you got to look at the bigger picture. Yeah, no, I understand the grass is not always greener mentality. I guess I'm just looking at 12 months ago, you know, Harbaugh was two and four during that COVID shortened season, uh, took a pay cut, you know, it just might be time. Like he's actually coming off a good year. Sometimes making a move makes sense. And I think for Harbaugh now could be the time. It actually makes sense because even though he didn't, achieve the ultimate goal and win a national championship at Michigan. He beat Ohio state. He got to the playoff. He can leave there saying I've accomplished the majority of what I wanted to accomplish. Granted no national championship, but not a complete and utter failure. And maybe I get back to the point where I don't have to hobnob with all these rich alums and figure out who's going to pay the top quarterback prospect coming out. I don't have to do that. Can I ask you this? Do you think Michigan would ever win a national title? Do I think they could? Certainly. No, no. Absolutely. Do you think they will? I think there are bigger challenges. No, they will not win. Ever? Because it's ever. Ever. As long as Nick Saban's at Alabama, they will never win. You know why? Because every year he replaces the top guys with the top guys. They had 10 guys go in the first round this year, 
and they're back in the national championship. Yeah, they're good. You're not good every year. Clemson was really good. Not so good this year. Clemson, Clemson didn't replace. They didn't replace. They didn't re, they didn't replenish. Well, they lost several guys off their coaching staff again. Um, Nick Saban be, does that every year. Yeah, Loses it's unbelievable. A it's a factory. There's nothing like we have never seen anything like what Nick Saban has built at Alabama. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. College football. And I'm trying to tell you that is the difference. They they have top linemen come, top receivers. I mean, matter of fact, one of their receivers transferred from Ohio State to Alabama. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Of course, there are two first-round picks on Ohio State. So to your point, if you're never going to win a national championship in Michigan, it is time to get the hell out of Dodge if you are Harbaugh. No question. MJD, time for a break. The Helipod with MJD brought to you by our friends at Focus Search Partners. They are building teams that grow companies, get exclusive access to an experienced team dedicating to helping you find accomplished C-level talent, versatile interim executives, or next-generation leaders ready to scale your organization through each stage of your business's life cycle. With Focus Search Partners, you get the right leaders at the right time, which gives you a competitive advantage and speed to market. Visit focussearchpartners.com helipod to discover a retained executive search firm focused on big-picture growth, not just individual placements, and a partner who's with you all the way. Also want to tell you about our friends at Greens Plus, a leader since 1989, known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder and the first company to infuse green superfoods into a bar. Greens Plus bars and powders taste great, and they're the most effective way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get that nutritional insurance that your body needs from organic, gluten-free, premium green superfoods. You can get them at Whole Foods, Amazon, or greensplus.com we're going to give you free shipping and 20 percent off with the promo code heli that's greensplus.com you get 20 percent off your first order with the promo code heli try the uh, wild berry superfood powder good stuff also love the vanilla protein powder as well all right mjd you ready for some uh game picks yep it's last a horrible week, year, my man. Friend, last week, it's your second uh, week in a row that you were on the losing end to me. You were three and three. Yeah. Well, I had to make some changes. I know you did. And I actually, I, I commend you for doing so. You picked Dallas over Arizona. You picked Denver over the Chargers and KC over Cincinnati. I, I did two of those as well. Uh, so I was four and two. You were three and three last week. On the season, you're going to need a big week this week. I'm 53 and 37. You are 50 and 40, so you're three games back. Yeah, all good. All right, we're just doing four this week because only four games are between teams in the playoff race. Let's start with the Cowboys. Oh, that's seven point. I, I, I bet you would do four this week when I need to win three of them. <laughs> this is it's all the, uh, it's, it's the Cowboys seven point favorites over the Eagles. Um, that's going to be changing probably a little bit. Tyron Smith, Micah Parsons out. Um, I, I would expect that the uh, the Cowboys are going to be cautious with a. Uh, division title already locked up. Eagles already have that wild card spot locked up as well. Um, so they're both they're both in the postseason already. What do you think here, bud? Yeah, I like listen, I like Dallas in this one because Dallas hasn't played well, right? They haven't played well and they have to try to find a way to get you have to go into the playoffs on the right foot, right? And and if you're the coach, you have to explain that to your guys. Like, look, we haven't we're coming off a nasty loss. Um, we didn't look good offensively, defensively. We're giving up plays we haven't given up. We need to find a way to get back on this winning track. And yes, the Eagles are going to rest players, but who cares? Right. The Rams got back on track, beating the Jaguars. So we're going to go out here and play and we're going to go. And I like Dallas in this one. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. 21, 17. I think that's a great point about the fact that they need to go into the playoffs, like playing well you know, trying to peak at the right time. We thought that could be the case after that Washington game, but obviously not the case last week. All right, Steelers have guaranteed another season of uh, not having a losing record, which is just amazing. 15 straight for Mike Tomlin. What a job he's done there. Taking on the Ravens. Ravens favored by five. Again, that could change. Lamar still hasn't practiced this week. This is going to be Ben's last game. TJ Watt going for the sack record. Uh, Steelers have a bunch of guys on the COVID list, including Deontay Johnson, Joe Hayden, and Kendrick Green, who's been their starting center for much of the season. Steelers clinch 
with a win and an Indianapolis loss. Ravens clinch with a win and losses by Indianapolis, Miami, and the Chargers. So they need a little help here. What do you think, bud? Yeah, I got Baltimore in this one. Um, the reason being, like, the Baltimore Ravens have dealt with so many injuries. They've, you know, they probably should have beat Pittsburgh when they were in Pittsburgh, but he went for two and didn't get it. Um, I, I think now understanding who they're playing with and now seeing that Deontay Johnson may not be playing. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like, I like Baltimore in this one. They, they played the Rams really tough last week, uh, had a chance to win. Um, but you know, I, I just like what they're able to bring even without Lamar. And because I'm going against Pittsburgh. the green and, and this is more of a, just kind of one of those gut picks. Um, I think the sack record's important and TJ Watt is going to come like a bat out of hell going after that thing. Um, I think it being the last game for Ben, even though he hasn't played great, right. The last few weeks, I think that's going to matter. I'm going Pittsburgh here to pull off the upset on the road in Baltimore by three, 17, 14, a really low scoring affair. 49ers nine and seven at your Ramily 12 and four 49ers clinch with a win or a saints loss. The Rams clinch the NFC West title with a win or an Arizona loss. This is your to, squad. To be honest, the, yeah, and I'm going to say that this should be the Sunday night game because they both are playing for something. No, they totally are, but the Chargers Raiders, it's a win and you're in. Game. It's, but it's not. It's really not, though. Not if the Colts lose. True. And, let's, and this is the thing. That could, that, could, that could mess this whole thing up. And I know everyone's thinking, oh, the Colts will beat the Jags. The Jag is tough They're to play down in Jacksonville. Two touchdowns, dude. They're favored by two touchdowns of your Jags. So so are the Bills. Uh, that's true. So are a lot of teams, right? It's tough to play in Jacksonville. And we know Carson Wentz will throw, turn that thing over. You know what I mean? Anyways, let me get back to the Rams in this situation. I, I, I got the Rams in this one. Um, I got the Rams because, one, they need to get this monkey off their back. And in 1999, I'm going to give you a little history. In 1999, the Rams went in uh, before they won that Super Bowl. They had lost seven straight to the Niners, right? They beat the Niners, which then gave them the confidence, like, okay, we could pretty much beat anybody now. The team we couldn't beat, we beat them. They went off and won the Super Bowl. It's, the, the history repeats itself in this situation. You have to play to win this game. You want to knock them out of the playoffs because you know that they have your number, um, and you want to play well in this one, understanding that if we could beat them, we could beat everybody. And that and that's the mindset that you have to have going in. I think the Niners, you watch them. Yeah, they have a they have a game, certain game plan, but we don't even know who's gonna be the quarterback. Is it gonna be Jimmy G with the thumb issue that probably needs surgery? Or is it gonna be the rookie Trey Lance, right? Who's not really ready? And so for me, um I think, man, uh I, I like the Rams in this one. Obviously, I work for them. I'm always gonna pick them. Um, but I think this is a game that they have to win if they expect to go to the Super Bowl. I like that. And we've talked about this a little bit the last couple of weeks, but Cam Akers uh, has oh been practicing gosh. fully. He's going to be back for this. And this other, oh, I didn't even talk about that. They're going to have a three-headed monster, Dan. Think about that. They're going to have uh, Cam Akers, Sonny Michelle, and Daryl Henderson for the playoffs. So you want to get this two seed. You want to yeah. be the two seed. You want to get two wins at home or two games at home at least, or at least try to get two games at home. And then you want to, if you got to go to Green Bay, we go to Green Bay or wherever. You may get three at home. We've looked and paid a lot of attention to the the Matt Stafford interception numbers the last oh. few weeks, but when he needed to make a play last week, he made a play to Odell. I was a, that was that was huge. Uh, you want me to give you insight, please? Want me to give you insight? I, no, I can't give it to you. I ain't gonna give you insight. I'll oh, tell hey, you later. I'll this tell you later. this this podcast has your name on it. Yeah, I'll give tell a little you something, later. little taste. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you later. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Chargers at Raiders. This is the Sunday night game. It's a win in your end game. Raiders can clinch with losses by Indy and Pittsburgh uh, if they do lose this game. But for the most part, it's a win in your end. Chargers nine and seven. They're a three point favorite at the Raiders nine and seven. This has a pretty pretty big over under forty nine and a half points expected to be scored. I'm going to give you a couple of nuggets before I let you take this one. In the Super Bowl era. There's only two quarterbacks who started more games than Derek Carr without starting a playoff game. Mm. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Archie Manning. The Super Bowl era is 50-plus years, and Derek Carr is one of three. That's pretty impressive. Darren Waller on the practice field Wednesday limited 
but I know he's going to try and play on Sunday and he makes this offense offense different when he's on the field. Last meeting, Chargers won handily, 28-14. They jumped out to a 21-0 lead, and they did this despite missing a slew of starters. But this was a different Raiders team. John Gruden was still the coach at that time, okay? Raiders trying to make the playoffs for just the second time since 2 You know, I'm spinning this, MJD, because I just feel like there's a lot of momentum on, to me, on the Raiders' side. I, I love Derek Carr primarily because we work with his brother, David. Yeah. He's always been good to us. I think the Raiders get it done. I think it's a barn burner, 33-30. But, man, the Chargers could, could go out there and, and win by two touchdowns again. Okay, so this is the thing. I, I played with Derek. I played for the Raiders. But with all that being said, I'm going to go with the Chargers because I have to, right? In order to tie this thing up, either, you know, I'm going to go for the Gusso. Either I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, well, hold on. Who, do, who have I picked to this point? I picked the Ravens. I'm going to pick. Okay, forget it. I'm going to go with the Eagles. We gonna, we gonna try, I'm going to try to win this thing. I'm going to go with the Eagles in the first one. Who'd you pick with the Rams Are Niners? Are just going against me on every? Oh, yeah. Right. Who'd you pick with the Rams Niners? I picked the Rams. Oh man, I, well that's that's a wash. You got to pick a different game then, because I can't go against the Rams. <laughs> okay. But um, and this is why I think the Chargers. And I'll tell you why. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think the Raiders really did a really good job going up to Indy and knocking them off. Um, this is the thing though, the Chargers are getting healthy again at the right time, right? And they're going to be full speed ahead, uh, going now. Justin Herbert lit up the the Denver Broncos. Mike Williams is back healthy. Keenan Allen's back healthy. Uh, Austin Eckler's back healthy. And their coach is going to be going for it on fourth down. I just think, I just think right now, the way they're playing, they're they're putting up points. Where they score 34 against the Broncos. Like so. they're trying to put up points right now. And um, I know Derek Carr and, and company and Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller and Jacobs are going to try to keep up, but Bose is going to be an issue, right? And Rashawn Slater's done a tremendous job at that left tackle spot. And I just think it is maybe too much this time. I just think it's, it's so many new pieces, so many different things going on. You just had another player for the Raiders get arrested for a DUI. Like just a lot of stuff going on that doesn't need to be going on right now. Not a lot of distractions that they have to answer besides just talking about the Chargers. And I think that's going to be the final straw. Well, here's in terms of momentum, right? The ch- the, the Chargers have lost two out of their last three, including a game to Houston. And the Raiders have found a way to win three in a row. And two out of those three required fourth quarter comebacks engineered by Derek Carr. Yeah. So I do get it with the distractions, but their season has been chock full of distractions. And maybe it's more of a rooting interest. You know, I'm going with my, my gut and, and my heart instead of my brain on this one. But, uh, I like that we differ. I like that you're going with the Chargers and I'm going with the Raiders. The Chargers might make more sense, but uh, nothing would surprise me at this point. And I'm certainly rooting for the Raiders to get this done. I hear you. Well, there it is. All right, buddy. Well, here's the deal. You, uh, you're not done. We're going to pick through the postseason. Yep. And are we going to figure out a way to, uh, to get to Vegas maybe at some point in the postseason and use that fancy new studio instead of doing all these over Zoom? Yeah, if you just let me know when, I can do it. Next week, I got to do uh, Good Morning Football, so we'll have to do it via uh, – I'll be on my computer. In Will you hotel. be in New York doing it yeah. uh, in studio? Okay. Yep. All right, buddy. So. Very good. Good luck of practice. Um, my son's going to play a little seven-on-seven, seven, so that'll be his first year doing that. He's he's hyped. Oh, yeah, good. What team? I don't know yet. It's a new team. It's a new. It's called, like, the South Bay Bison. It's a local team. It's it not, it's not some of those high-end teams. The, 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 those new on. teams don't work, my friend, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. See ya.